Welcome to One Weird Thought, everybody, with Kieran and Vijay. Um, each week, Kieran and I dive into weird thoughts, you know, just like the title says. Uh, and uh, we take turns uh, pausing an idea, and then the two of us dive into that idea. So, Kieran, what's going on? What's new with you? Not much, Vijay. This week, I have been surfing a little bit more. We got out to the beach a little bit more. All of us got well again. We were a little bit sick last week, so life is looking good in the beach town of Huanchaco, Peru. How have you been? I see. Well, Kieran, uh, many things happening here. Uh, many, many things. Uh, I watched Oppenheimer, actually, um, yesterday. I've been meaning to watch that. We had an IMAX Oppenheimer experience. Oh, that's awesome. And it it was probably a great movie. I I fell asleep uh, after a little while. No. What? I did. Vijay. Yeah, it was a a me issue. I actually think it was a good movie. (laughs) Definitely a you uh, issue. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's a funny thing. I was talking to a colleague today about it. And the first thing she said was, did you fall asleep? How did you know? Okay. I don't know. That I did. Maybe I'm some sort of meme on the internet and I don't know this yet. Wait, look, what is the Rotten Tomatoes on Oppenheimer? I'm just looking it up really quick. 94% VJ. 94%. And yet. And yet. And yet. And you know out. the funny thing is, I think I nodded off during the explosion. God. In the IMAX there. What a callous disregard for loss of life. The awesome this power of the test. nuclear this bomb. Okay. Yeah, merely the Tesla. Otherwise, I mean, that would have been wrong to, to fall asleep. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was great. Very nuanced. Did you um, also check out Barbie? Did you take the kids out? Oh, we haven't out? watched Barbie yet. We haven't okay. watched Barbie yet. Maybe we'll go. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, our, our listeners do come to us for news, current, So we should dive into the news. They come uh, to you for news. What? I was curious. I, I know nothing about the news, so this, I was going to ask you what's in the news. <laughs> what's in the news in Peru, uh, Karen? Oh my goodness! I don't even read the Peruvian news. Uh, I do know like that for, there was it was it was National Day. It was like Independence Day uh, two days ago. Yeah. So there's marches. There was there was a band playing, and because Peru is currently in the midst of some sort of right-wing extremist takeover, I was uh-huh. subtly worried the entire time that everyone was uh-huh. about to rise up. Uh, but it turns uh, out see. it was just a regular parade, nothing to see uh-huh. here. We were all good. Well, for, all you know, for all you know, a coup might have happened. Uh, I wouldn't know, yeah. I, I would just I'd show you know, up in Lima in a week and then be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's awfully quiet around here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why is there no one at the airport? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. I guess this camouflage look is really in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, camouflage. What happened? Yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, uh, big news in uh, America today. Uh, our former president has been indicted. Some more. A new indictment today. Uh, today's indictment. Uh, he has been charged with. Um, I don't don't want to get this wrong, Uh, over his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election loss. (laughs) You think that's kind of, that's kind of damning. Like that's got to put a damage on your brand as you prepare for your next, uh, only only making him stronger, BJ. This is only making him stronger. But what if, what if I, 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 because, unless he is physically yeah. behind bars, it seems like this entire thing is a loss. I, I don't think the behind bars thing is, is an impediment. Oh, that's true. You can get elected behind bars. Um, yeah, yeah, there's nothing to stop him getting elected and then pardoning true. himself. He'll be fine. I wonder, <laughs> though, like with, with, you know, his supporters spending so much money on him now that he's using to pay for his um, legal fees. <laughs> Are his if campaign come... funds going to his legal fees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, because, like, he's saying that like, it's political persecution. Right? So it's all fair. But I wonder if he just runs out of money because it's pretty early to be pouring a lot of money into the campaign. Oh, this is brutal. Yeah. So uh, this week's indictment features... Actually, no. Got to get my news straight. Earlier in the week... 
they added charges to one of the existing uh, indictments. And those charges featured men sneaking through bushes. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Interesting. Uh, they were having discussions on the down low about deleting stuff from a server. Oh, they they also have an email server, that kind of thing? This is Theirs like... was Security Verge. So it's oh, completely even, even different. Even better. Even better. It's completely okay. different. I mean, you know. Uh, so uh, my, my bet, uh, just uh, for our fans, I'm going to go on record. My belief is he um, gets convicted, sentenced, and drags it out as long as he humanly can. I actually think he'll go to jail. You do? Yeah, because I think he's in a... This. You know, I believe in America. And I, I, I do, because you think about it. This guy so far, he's been worked over, man. And this former president, right, has been indicted in multiple places, even including in Florida, right? So the system, the arc of justice is, is you know, long and slow, I guess. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I do believe, like, feel like he's gonna get stitched up for something otherwise it's like he's got to shoot 100 percent from the free throw line to not well, go to jail hey he he pulled the 2016 2016 now right yeah 2016 yeah, election yeah. out of a out of a hat so um this is true listen i i will say vj this is probably the last indictment we should cover as one weird thought because you know god knows how many more are going to come out I think our listeners will eventually get bored. Yeah. This isn't weird enough, VJ. A former president getting indicted. I mean, it's happening every week now. So, like, I, I see, yeah. no, well, I see no reason to cover it in our one weird thought podcast. Well, I guess we've hit the main point that the guy who's running for election to be president instigated a coup, and that's not been a showstopper issue, which seems pretty weird. But I think we can draw a line under it, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, uh, and and say there you go check that was weird all right karen next week we're going to find some different news a different news uh, yeah I, maybe I want something to hear about lifting. like animal duck news or something like i don't know duck migration patterns have changed what does okay. that say about our energy use i don't know you'll think of something we'll, we'll, you'll think we'll of something. find something don't worry animal related news next week you can count on us so um so on to today's topic, Kieran. Oh, it's a weird so, one, BJ. Definitely got the yeah, gears turning. Yeah, yeah, it really is a weird one. So, on the surface, this is a discussion about org charts, everybody's favorite topic. And, you know, when you get that email discussing a reorg, you know, you open it up, eager eyed, and you see the org chart, right? And the org chart says who's on top and, you know, who are the peons underneath them, right? Uh, and so I've been thinking about the future of these things and I think it's inevitable that some of the boxes on those org charts will be filled by AI things, right? Or and a- um, avatars, as you call them. Right. Well, I mean, they're, they're avatars like a, a, um, a f- physical representation of... The AI, yeah. Of like this, this AI engine right that's running uh, underneath it and the the thing i see is you know each each year when when an organization goes through its planning cycle they're trying to figure out how much money they have and and where they need to spend money and how they need to uh, uh grow the organization hopefully right hopefully not shrinking and when they do that you know after much uh hand-wringing and fighting uh the org chart will have some tbhs some to be hires uh, on it and, uh, uh, you know, an, an eager hiring manager will go off and, and try and fill those boxes with, with faces of humans. And I think in the future, they're going to have an additional option. And that is to go get, you know, a product manager AI from somewhere. And you can imagine that there's like a LinkedIn for these things, right? And there are these kind of, AI models that have been trained in different areas, in different disciplines, right? So you could get like a, 
a product manager with experience in in uh, tech, right? For example, right? Um, and you could decide, like, you know, how trained you want that model to be, right? How much experience you want it to have, and then uh, then you, you you hire it, right? It's like uh, getting a license to some software, right? And um, you you hire this thing. It's pretty interesting. And now, yeah. yeah. So now all of us, we end up with these digital colleagues who we interact with um, kind of like the same way we do with our, um, with our normal colleagues, especially in a, in a post-pandemic world, right, where you think about the way you interact with your colleagues. It's through email, through Teams or Slack, um, uh, uh, and, you know, on, on uh, video calls, right? So um, there's no reason why one of the entities who's doing that communication um, couldn't be uh, an avatar of some sort. So what I think is interesting here is this has like this implicit prediction. And the implicit prediction is actually there's like two things. One is, of course, the obvious one, which is you, you think that AI will get really good, that you'd actually want to hire someone as an employee, right? Like it, it would be good enough to at least replace a person up till 90%. But the second thing that's, I think, implicit in the in the thought is that maybe AI gets really expensive, like basically the training data necessary and then the mm -hmm. inference. So every time you ask or every time you start a chat thread with it, uh, chat GPT already you know, famously limits you right now when you try to uh, invoke like the, the most uh, advanced inference model, GPT-4. So you're kind of saying, hey, these things are going to get really expensive. They're actually going to be worth including in the org chart. And that's that's actually a really interesting idea. Yeah, I, mean, I think as far as the training day, I, I could see it like really treating it like a human. Right. So first type, you say, OK, you know, suppose you're suppose you're a, a company that that hires out AIs. Right. And you you hire them out at, at different experience levels. Right. And you say, well, you know, do you want a college grad level AI or do you want one that's got a couple of years of experience under his belt? Mm. Right. So, so the but college grad AI. Why would I ever AI, want a college grad AI? Like, what's the point? Because you're trying to save some money, right? And um, you, know, you have a specific need and it doesn't need, you know, somebody super experienced to, to, to meet that need, right? So it, it's a cost saving thing, right? And, and the reason why this one's cheaper is because this one hasn't had the experience and learned from working in other organizations. Right, so you build up this kind of base level of knowledge, right? Okay. That it gains by effectively going to college online, right? It goes to college online, it listens to all the lectures, right? And now it's got, you know, before you know, it, it's got an MBA, right? And um, so then from there, it kind of gets a bit cheaper, I think, that with with a caveat, oh. right? So it gets cheaper in the sense that now when you hire it out, each place it goes you know, and gets hired out to, it's learning uses, using that organization's data. So your kind of cost for training it, I think, gets less bad over time. At least the data set exists and you don't have to pay for the data set. Wait, but, okay, so in this world, these AIs are not interchangeable, right? Like in, in the example org chart, which, which yeah. I love, by the yeah. way, this J <laughs> avatar who's potentially yeah. like a staff chief of staff for Bilal. Yeah. They in theory have a lot more experience and you can't just like swap out Khadija avatar with J. Like I can't no. just have three J's. I mean, you can buy them. Right. You could, you could, it'd be interesting because then what happens is they fork, right? So you could buy three J's. Yeah. And then the three J's you buy, each is exposed to different things, right? So they become different over time, right? J1, J2, J3, they change over time. Interesting. Right? And you could actually interview them, right? Like, there's nothing to stop you from actually interviewing these avatars before you decide which one you want. Hmm. Right? Because then you can really dial into, like, you know, how is this avatar's experience colored its worldview, right? And... A lot of that depends on who they were surrounded by and the circumstances that they that they worked in, right? Do you kind of see these digital avatars having 
like a, a human mentor when they join a company, just like feeding them or like training their responses at the very beginning, just before they've been sent off? I, I don't think they need anything more than, than they, well, I guess, sure. Right. But so what does that mean in practice? Right. That means that means that there's somebody they can turn to with specific questions. No, I'm thinking even more invasive. I'm thinking the human mentor sees every single thing that was asked of this AI and it Uh responded to it. And it has to do like the, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down for every single thing for the first. So they're literally training it, training it. Yeah, well, um, the the reality of today, right, is that yeah. all the AIs we we chat with have been trained by right. hundreds of thousands of people. Well, our so our one, by the time it shows up, right, even if you get you know the the beginner model, yeah, yeah. right, has has been trained, right? They're they're no they're no dumber than a recent college grad. Yeah, right, but like to your uh, point, they don't know anything about the company. So, and they well, nor does a, a new employee, right? So, I think I would give them the same exposure that a new employee would get, right? Like, but, here's but, an onboarding document, here's the SharePoint, have at it, read everything, um, right? And and then kind of let it train up based on that. And it, it should train up really, it should ramp really fast, right? It should be able to ramp much quicker than a human. It will, but if you probably only if you do that, that very invasive feedback round, because look, AIs don't have feelings. Humans, a new college grad, you can't go through and tell them everything they did correctly and incorrectly in their first six months. They would go crazy, right? Mm -hmm. If that had happened to me, it nearly did. But, you know, if I had a, a manager that, um, told me every single thing I did correctly and incorrectly for the first six months, I'd go crazy and quit. But with an AI, you can actually do that, VJ. Why wouldn't you take advantage oh, so, of it? So, so, so you're saying my AI could actually end up being a superior employee? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, so... Especially I, as of if it's the AI as an extension of the manager uh, or the mentor. Uh, so if you just want to clone someone and make... Another right. thing like them, and AI is like 80, 90%. Well, accurate. over time, you'd, you'd have AIs training other AIs, right? Uh, because you can see the shift, right? Like, you know, periodically, I think I've seen it twice, where there was like a push to offshore development. Yeah. Right? Because it's cheaper. <laughs> Right, and so you would see like the ratio change over time, right? like kind of like with an organization, how many people were in the U.S. versus versus elsewhere. And you can see the same thing here, where you know over time, more and more of the members of the organization are are these avatars, right? Um, so I, I I one of the things I explored in in the Substack that supports this discussion was, well how good would these things be as employees, right? And my thought surprised me, and that was, I think they would meet expectations. Yeah. I'm not sure they would exceed expectations. Because right? you're going to give them a goal, and they're going to go make that goal happen, right? Assuming that it's within their control, right? And... um but the notion of exceeding expectations, like that's a, that seems like a very human characteristic to me. Yeah, because like, why would the AI feel the need to exceed yeah. those expectations? Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. So, so, so that you know, it was like, okay, maybe we'll be okay. Um, but then but, maybe you just set increasingly aggressive goals for the AI. Like the AI's goals are insane, right? And um, but tell me this, why would every single, why would there be any ICs anymore? Or why wouldn't each person in your organization have like three or four AIs reporting to them? Oh, well, I think it becomes a cost thing, right? I think over time I could see it, right? And um, um, I do think that, that, that society, I think net, net 
I think it's beneficial. But the reason why I think you still need humans around is, you know, to avoid the faster, faster horse problem. You know, like the faster horse thing, right? With Henry Ford. Yeah. Right. So, right. So, uh, for, for uh, our listeners who haven't heard this parable, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> or lack of a better word, um, right? There's a saying uh, about Henry Ford where, had Henry listened to his customers, he would have sold them faster horses, right? If he just literally listened to what they asked for. And I wonder if it would be the same thing with with these avatars, right? With these kind of AI things, whether they would listen to the requirements and literally give you what you ask for. And in the process, miss out uh, on uh, adjacent opportunities. And more importantly, uh, I don't think they would ever, I don't see how they have novel ideas. Yeah, it's it's a struggle, right? Like uh, at least in my own use of GPT, they're ama- it's amazing at summarizing. It's amazing at like mm-hmm. crunching through a bunch of data. But mm-hmm. if you ask it to generate ideas, it is some of the most boring, mundane things anyone's ever thought of, which, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's yeah. literally, yeah, yeah. that's what it's trained on and that's what it's going to do. So if you, um, yeah. amazing for travel ideas, because there's lots of that on the internet, but it, mm-hmm. it does have a hard time jumping, like making leaps and mm, um, doing mm. that, which is why Vijay, mm. I think like, look, I, I don't think these are ever getting that expensive. Um, right now for a $10 a month subscription, you have almost unlimited access to chat GPT. And so that it's, that's it's, like negligible for a company. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's positioning. You're right. Like, think about this. If I come to you tomorrow and I say, Hey, I can give you a product manager for $10,000 a year. That's much cheaper than a real, you know, a human being, at least in the US. Yeah. Right. So that's a, that's a tremendous value. Right. And, and it will have like all the missing pieces, right? Like, um, it'll have all the connective tissue, right? Where, you know, chat, chat GPT just isn't quite there, right? It will have an email address, right? You know, oh, yeah. be... you're saying someone builds out the full glue to make this part, this. Yeah. Avatar, yeah. Right? That's yeah, the of key. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's a huh. product, right. And, um, and you're paying, you know, la- later on up the food chain, right? you're paying for the fact that this thing went to school, right. It, it, it got its, uh, you know, it got its bachelor's degree. <laughs> Right, so, right, every and so, single one of uh, these got its bachelor's from a reputed Ivy yeah. League or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, um, so you're paying for that education, right? And um, uh, so, I could see you paying much, much more than you would pay for, you know, access to ChatGPT. But that right? education still, is free today, right? Like MIT and Stanford both have most of their curriculum up online. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe you don't even spend that money. Right. You go, but I have trained them all up. Right. Yeah. It costs some compute to do that. I, I like right? the so, idea that it, I see what you're saying about positioning. Like, I think the company that does this would have outsized positioning power, but um, mm. like the cost of these things are the marginal cost of creating new employees is so minuscule for this company that I feel like it pretty much commoditizes people or commoditizes these employees that they're creating. So, well, see, I think you have to look at what the competition is, right? Like when you look at the kind of pricing pressure, yeah, right. I look at the, the competition as being humans. Right. And so, um, I, I would view the competition as three other companies doing the same thing and just undercutting each other. Oh, sure. Right. But you know, there's always that kind of first mover advantage. Right. And, you know, maybe what happens is you have the equivalent of cloud compute where there's three, two and a half options. Right. Um, <laughs> two and a half. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, between AWS and Azure and Google. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't say which was the half. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. We yeah, don't offend yeah. any of our listeners. That's right. Um, so um, they, 
I, so I, I think I think there's a real business there, and, and I think I think you know you get what you get a startup in to get it started and show because you know even if you look at the way I felt you know ChatGPT captured the world's imagination, it wasn't the tech, and I think that's what annoyed all the other big tech companies. They're like, wow, there's nothing new here. We could have done this. What do they do? They put like a beautiful, simple, elegant interface over the top of it and said, everybody have at it, right? And so um, uh, so I, I think there's there's real value in the solution. Yeah, um, I agree. In the integration of into Zoom, into Teams, into yeah. you know, G Suite yeah. and stuff like that, that's that's pretty cool. Right, and, and I think I think you can really... I think you can nail it, right? And I think the key thing is these things understand words, right? It's not even like you have an API to interface with them, right? Their language is the language of humans, right? Like that you communicate with them through email, through chat, right? So um, I want to pivot now. I want to think a little bit about what it means to be a human working with these avatars. Right, so we bring them on. Right, imagine you know you're on a you're on a chat. It's you, a couple of avatars, and uh, a couple of other humans. Right, and you're in some boring meeting, and now you guys are having you know a chat that really has nothing to do with work at all. How do you think the avatars react to that? They've got to be able to hang, right? Like they're full employees. They've gone to college, Vijay. We need to train these AIs in social gatherings. But why would they be programmed to react to that? It would be so confusing. Like I've got this mission and this discussion about the Barbie movie just doesn't make sense. I, but that's taking a very simplistic view of human interaction. Uh, and as product managers, you and I both know that a discussion of Barbie is just as important to getting things done with a group of people as a discussion about the actual thing itself. You're building rapport. So You're it making is, sure it's important that to a group of humans. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to a group of humans. But these AIs Man, so, need humans to do their job. And for a period of time, the AIs need to build the trust of the humans. Yeah. Right? They need to feel... So, I, I wanted to touch on something. Yeah, in, in the Substack article, there's an image in there of a robot uh, with some humans, right, uh, in, you know, in the kitchen drinking some coffee or whatever. It's a creepy and image. Why, Very creepy. Yeah. It, so it's worse when you hear what the prompt was, right? So the prompt was something like um, the humans are scared of the robot. Right, and the robot is looking at them, you know, uh, in an unpleasant way. And it kept putting smiles on the humans' faces. And I did this with, uh, with Bing, and I did it with Midjourney. And both of them insisted on putting, they wanted everybody to be happy. It was almost like profoundly baked into both of these engines was a recognition that, Humans need to be comfortable with us and we need to build up our trust. So, and, and I tried quite hard, right, to get it, to get the robot looking sinister and the humans looking scared. That's, uh, that's one of the more worrisome so, things I've heard recently, VJN. Definitely, it, it actually I, gave uh, me like weird yeah. chills down my back. Like, oh, these robots are going to, this AI is going to force us to be happy somehow. Yeah, or at least put, put that facade on, right? You know, like it's going to be very 1984. Oh. Because right? you can imagine now, like when we're on a chat with that, with these avatars, we're going to be very aware that these things are there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to change the nature of the discussions we have, right? But the other thing I was thinking was, can you imagine like, you know, one-on-one, you're in, you're in a chat with an avatar, you have a meeting scheduled uh, with the avatar, right? And um, you're in a chat and you're going through a difficult time, like at home. And this thing's the, it's the only thing you can talk to. And so you talk to it. And it's able to kind of, it's able to tap into the sum total of human knowledge and provide you comfort. 
kind of nice. Are you describing the first stages than... of the very first human robot workplace harassment case? Okay. Oh, wow. I see. <laughs> you know, that's usually where I would go with something like this. I thought they were just, you know, connecting meanful, uh, meaningfully. What was that? Remember that movie, Her? Remember that years, yeah. uh, years ago? where There's a um, movie, Her. There's an amazing news story from last year where a group of AIs, a group of people, I think mostly men, had converted mm-hmm. um, an AI chatbot into, they hadn't converted it, but they, they were mainly using them as like virtual girlfriends. And because of the, the nature of the chats, the company was forced to pull the plug because they, they didn't know how many minors and adults were on there. And oh, it caused wow. uproar. Like people were heartbroken, Vijay. So oh. when I hear the one-on-one chats at, at work, I can only imagine the next steps yeah yeah i'm too cynical um, yeah I, I i don't disagree with you so uh i was talking to uh a fan of the pod uh and and a good friend of mine brian uh the other day about this topic actually and he was saying that um he was saying that he could he had read somewhere about scenarios where these things start talking to each other in their own language because it's more efficient for them to talk to each other oh, that way. Wow! Right, and and you see that right? You you see that behavior today in the workplace, right? Where you have people who come from you know the same ethnic background, right? When it's you know when it's the two of them, right? They might revert at least partially to their to their mother tongue, right? Just because it allows them to communicate more efficiently with each other. My God! But, so their mother tongue is binary, yeah, or something weirder. So, I mean, binary seems very efficient, right? Yeah. Like it just seems like you could remove a whole bunch of translation layers, um, and have them have them communicate in that way, which would make you know folks like you and I kind of uncomfortable to know that they were talking and we didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, very uncomfortable. But I think the. The reality is weirder than that because they don't even use binary. They like make up their own languages on the fly. But even that ultimately gets expressed. At some point it has to get expressed in bits to travel, you know, through digital infrastructure. Yeah, but that's like saying if I'm I am in you, I'm communicating with you in binary. It's all bits. But but would it be more efficient if you could just, you know, directly communicate with me in binary? If you just express yourself in binary? Yes, but that's not what the AI will do, right? Like, they're not going to communicate in bits directly. They act, I've heard, I've heard that they, yeah. like, create their own, like, mixtures of, of letters, right? They'll make up words. And, mm. Mm. and because of the way the training data is... Uh, depending on like the symbol size right like it they're not necessarily trained based on word frequency it's actually almost at the letter um i thought it was at the letter uh oh um layer yeah so i i I can see that and you know also like you know you you want a language that's it's optimized to express the concepts that matter to your particular scenario Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so that that makes sense to me. Um, That's a weird. So, yeah, that that is true. That that'd be super weird to walk in into a meeting and these like two avatars are just chatting away in some foreign tongue. Yeah, which actually, you know, what else would be interesting is not only are they chatting with each other in a foreign tongue. When you say, you know, hey, what are you guys talking about? Right? Would you say, guys? What, do you think it would be uh, the equivalent of sexist to say, what are you folks talking about when it's two AIs? Yeah, because they have their do own... Do we have to have like kind of AI sensitivity training? Huh. This is a can of worms, Vijay. That one that we have waded into. Um, I think we should gently step away. Ah. Okay, <laughs> we're going to reverse back out, out of that yeah. one. Quickly... But going back to say... Going back to a, a safer space, right? Um, 
when you say, hey, you know, what are you folks talking about? What if the response is not just that we can't tell you, but the things that we're talking about are inexpressible, inexpressible in a human language? Yeah, they're literally beyond your comprehension. Right? Because yeah. you, to a certain extent, you have that today, right? Where even between human languages, right? Like there are just words where there's just no great replacement for that word in, in another language. Yeah. Right? So you kind of struggle to to kind of, like, you know, how, how do you try it? Like I, I've used the example of groovy before. How would you translate groovy to Telugu? <laughs> it's a good point, yeah. I mean, you could describe the feeling, you could describe what we're trying to say, yeah. but yeah, it's it's highly inefficient. There's um, definitely vibes in each language that don't carry yeah. over if you're yeah. just doing like a one-to-one translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was a concern, right? And, and I feel like we might put these policies in place where, hey, at work, AI, you must only speak English. Right. Um, but I can imagine like, you know, somebody doing a study going, you know, when you let them go and, and do their thing, right. You know, there's a, there's a benefit, right. An efficiency benefit, uh, which translates into dollars. And so everybody would eventually remove that constraint. Hmm. Right? Hey, Vijay, and I, so, I, yeah. I'll keep going. Sorry. I, I wanted to, I've been curious about what your thoughts on, uh, what your thoughts are about having a AI manager? Oh, I'm glad you went an there. Extension. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad you went there. Right. So, um, I was going to do a different version of the org chart where swapping out Bilal for an avatar as well. Um, I feel like in this model, there's no reason not to. Have a have a human manager, have an avatar manager for some humans. Yeah, I I probably I don't think the AI would be the the top stakeholder, right? Like because they don't have bank accounts, they don't have they they have no ability to fund this thing or take any liability, right? No, actually, you know what's interesting? Like, I wonder if businesses become a bit more ethical as a result of this. Right, so imagine you've got your CFO avatar, right? And there's no, you can't bribe this avatar. You can't. Right, yeah, uh, you can't bribe ask them it. To look and the it, other way. And you know, while it's, you know, its objectives are to kind of maximize, you know, profitability and 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 revenue for the organization, right? And to be as you know tax efficient as possible, uh, in the process. Right, there's there's a line that it's. That that ragged edge, I think, is going to stay clearly on the correct side of that um, uh, of that edge. But um, well, on, on the flip set- side, you yeah. could argue, and again, this is again pulling from um, the Empire podcast. The mm-hmm. East India Company had a very robotic feel to it because even in times of famine or in times of whether it was plenty or famine, they still had to make the same tax revenue off of a region because it was so robotic. So could we, uh, run into, could we run into those issues as well with an AI, right? Like they're not able to see the exception cases as well. I think that that's how old, old like machine learning stuff would work. But like this yeah. new stuff, I feel like GPT is going to, or any of the other variants that we're seeing, Llama, mm. for example, do, do, they'd work. Do, do you think the problem is we're training on history and so we're not good at novel Yeah. with these things, right? Um, maybe. So I, um, I, I got into, uh, in, in the subsite, I got into a, uh, a discussion about the future of HR, right? And um, you can imagine like an HR manager now their job almost looks like a system architect, right? Where their job is to go, so well, what are the capabilities that we need, right? And what are the different types of AIs I need to kind of meet these goals, right? Um, so they're kind of cobbling together a solution 
using a uh, a group of vendors of different types of, wow. of different types of AI. Right? Um, Are we all human resources and, and, at that point? Because that seems like the entire yeah, I don't job. Even, you, you can't even really call them human resources anymore. Right? The humans no. over time become increasingly less relevant. Right? And and I think you know you touched on this right a moment ago was. Is there a future where it's just a CEO and a bunch of AIs? I mean, in full transparency, when I think about starting like any new venture, mm -hmm. it does seem like it would be me with a certain amount of budget. And you can do, of course, you can do copywriting, landing page design, now you can do coding, like basic boilerplate code is much easier to f formulate. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing that's kind of hard with AI is like product and sales. So if you kind of have those two as a person, then it seems like you can, that's your CEO. And then AI kind of does everything else. Well, kind of B2B sales. You can imagine that the procurement manager is an AI object now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's that problem solved. Who else? Uh, product? Product. Well, you have to figure yeah. out what to build, Vijay, which we've kind of already said that AI is not great at. AI might be great it, it at be figuring out evolving. which companies are like going out of business and then replacing them with very cost-efficient, like... I don't think it would be good. At, I don't think it'd be good at Greenfield, right? But it'd be good at evolving a product, right? And maybe the nature of future CEOs is, you know, they are the chief product officers, right? Like their job is to frame up an opportunity. You can imagine, you can imagine them writing some sort of uh, vision document, sharing it with all their avatars, and then kind of parceling out work saying hey i want you to think about this particular aspect you to think about that aspect yeah you know yeah, and then just exactly kind of meeting out the work that way yeah i i think i think you're absolutely right like i think that'd be what a chief product officer ceo does in the future which mm -hmm. is which would be very strange um yeah. I, i'm not entirely sure how that would work but uh, I think some people are already doing that. So, you know, the whole the future is not evenly distributed thing. Like, mm, it's mm. already here and people are doing this. So. Uh, as in they're just outsourcing everything? Pretty much like they're, you know, you can build an MVP with just some... Um, uh, people who have never studied computer science or not learned how to code ramping mm. up in three to six months and being able to like create something with good designs, right? Like, cause the design is also created by AI and they, they have like a decent eye for things and, um, copywriting is easier, like I said. And so, yeah, like, Hey man, maybe, maybe that's what it is. But I, I certainly do think it's way more fun to think about in a much larger company, right? Mm, Having mm. multiple layers of AI between you and the next human manager. So, you know, you can think of like an, a consulting firm like Accenture with, mm. oh, what, it must be close to a million people all across the world. And if, if half of those people are actually AI avatars, you are most likely in a chain with with uh, with an avatar, digital counterpart. Yeah, maybe it's actually a rare event when you get to talk to a real human. Yeah. Hey, so tell me this: right? in, in your vision, do you think that we're at some point will we start hiding the fact that these are AIs, just to like keep it interesting yeah. to people? Yeah. So I I had um, in my org chart I made a point of of naming them in a way where it is very clear that these ones are avatars. And I think that might be like just kind of best practice, right? Like from a, you know, like at Microsoft, we had VDash employees, right? So their email address, 
their yeah. email addresses for our vendors had a, had a V dash in front of their names. So we knew that they were vendors, right? Um, and so in a similar way, our avatars could have a, an A dash is, is what I was thinking. Ah, I see. Right, so we would know who we were dealing with. God. Um, Wouldn't it be so I, embarrassing to be passed over for a promotion because of an A dash? Well, um, I was thinking this. Imagine a few of the A dashes get together and they're like, you know, <laughs> that humor's just not getting it done. It's not doing anything. Not not adding we need value. To do an, we need to do an escalate. Yeah. We need <laughs> to do escalate. an escalation. Oh my god. Yeah. They're like, uh, you getting know, escalated getting on it. by a bunch of A dashes. That's that's our do, future. Do you region. think that they would do do you think that you know, suppose they ask you for something, right? They ask, you know, can you deliver blah, blah, blah? And you're like, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you, right? And then you don't get it done, right? And then you you just kind of avoid it, right? Do you think that they realize they're getting the runaround? Hell or do yeah, you think yeah. it's just cold-hearted? Okay, well, this is my fifth attempt. The fifth attempt, I must always escalate. Oh, I mean, I think they would probably escalate sooner than that. I think they would have the averages of required escalations. And here's the worst thing. The company has access to some data, right? Like, for mm-hmm. example, they have the company has access to your email response times, your typical email response mm-hmm. times. So this AI can mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. have tra- have knowledge of that and you know, send you a reminder after two days and say, hey, Vijay, your typical response time is 12 hours. You've taken 24 hours. What gives? And yeah. then uh, they just yeah, like, yeah, up- yeah. Yeah, yeah. they'll That'll- just update their priors, their priors every time. That'd be great. That'd be uh, painful. So um, the, the other thing that just occurred to me was, you know, we've spoken about having an avatar as a peer, but I think it could be kind of uncomfortable managing an avatar too because like one you might feel um a bit of an imposter syndrome yeah because this avatar is better than you in so many yeah they could probably outperform me right but the second thing is that avatar is only as good as the manager of the avatar yeah right like it so it becomes really important for you to write kind of clear requirements for your avatar, right? Because when it follows what you said literally and you get a stupid result, it's very clear whose fault it was. Yeah, but that, that's why I think we're going to have every single, there's no, no more ICs. Everyone's going to have a, at least one or two of these specialized avatars following them around. Because uh, mm, it's too mm. good. It's too cheap to add these like augmented powers to people. Um, mm, mm. I, I like for a TPM, you just need a status bot. And it basically looks at all the documents and all the IMs that have been sent in the last week and provides those mm-hmm. three line statuses that take like two hours to write with like a team of seven people. Right. Mm. This bot will save us hours Actually, an AI TPM would be really good. TPM by I AI. Think, yeah. I think. Actually, you know what's interesting? Um, when I listen to some of our, um, some of our, or one of our uh, ML teams talking, right? They talk about being able to do like extraction, like kind of extract information at a kind of human quality level, right? And they talk about hitting that bar and then exceeding. Uh, kind of like a human uh, human quality level, and I can see the same thing here as well. Where um, you get to this point where it's just blowing us away, man. It's just blowing us away. Well, you you heard it here first. I'm probably going to be in the job market just as the AI revolution takes over next year, and uh, that's going to be a tough time, VJ. Uh, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, our listeners will have ideas for us. Yeah, or Karen, we um, suspend podcast, focus full time on creating this uh, 
prey in this product. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Catch the wave before it hits us. I, I love it. Yeah. 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 We can surf that wave instead of being drowned by, by that yeah. wave. Yeah. 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 Drowned is like a better word than squashed. Squashed. Um, yeah. Pummeled. I did a lot more. Pummeled. I did a lot more pummeled getting I did a lot more getting pummeled by these waves than I did surfing. I might have I might have caught two waves today, VJ. After two hours. And how long in two, two hours? hours in the ocean. That I was so kind cold. Of inefficient. Oh man. And my back my back is killing me. Just like constant paddling. Yeah. And not oh. catching the wave and then getting dragged under. It was it was tough. It was tough going today. But anyway. Oh. Dude, right. what a crazy idea. I yeah. I hope we're successful with the company, but I also hope that if we're not successful with the company, this actually doesn't work out. Yes, yes, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, what if humans start sabotaging them? Yeah, I think we should we should actively join the rebellion if our startup yeah, there's idea There's a gorilla fits. move. There's yeah. a gorilla anti- AI model rebellion, right? Because if yeah, they're relying on us to train them, shitty data, we start. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's just you just render it useless. You know, we we go to you the, the data center, AI... start destroying GPUs. You, you do like an AI rickroll, so you get it to respond to everything <laughs> with a recacity. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that happen <laughs> in companies. They just like, yeah, spam yeah. it. I mean, they're like de uh, ddosing these like AIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was uh, this was a fun one, Kieran. Um, uh, as usual, listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can contact us at onewiththought at gmail dot com, um, and uh, uh, we uh, look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Yeah, we've got a new Instagram profile, so you can check that out. We'll be posting clips, um, and uh, yeah, comment on the Insta send comments on the yeah. Substack or to our email. Yep. Thanks. Peter. That's great. Thanks. All right. See you.